have an old man cough. Yeah, I really do. So we should probably like at least introduce the podcast and then we can start talking. So Hello. Brian can capture all this. And welcome. Welcome to the AOL movie phone. <laughs> Sorry, I was dated for a moment there. And uh, we can't we can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to AOL movie phone. I forgot, Why I don't you just that? tell me the name of the movie you're trying to go see? <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't remember what we used AOL Movie Phone you, for. Fandango, before there was Fandango, and, yeah, it, was, and it was a phone. Did you so buy tickets? Uh, you could, ooh. Maybe. I don't remember. Was that it was more to find out movie times, because remember how hard movie times were to find out? You well, had to like, get the paper the out. The newspaper, and yes. And like, oh, where's the paper? Okay. Oh I don't so, read papers. You want to? Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons Podcast. I'm Greg Tito. I'm Trevor Kidd. I'm Shelly Mazanoble. And we're going to talk about stuff related <laughs> to things. That's, this, this is how we kick things off now. We will have some guests on later. Mike Failauer from uh, Penny Arcade and yeah. then uh, Tim Schwalk and Ash Sevilla from In Space who are working on the Sword Coast Legends game. But for now... <laughs> Let's just get the three busiest all of people us. I know. that yeah. we could possibly find <laughs> right now. Into a room and then we'll throw <laughs> yeah. stuff at talk them. Talk to us. Like, just oh, take you, some time yeah. and talk to us. You guys us. are making a game and you just got back from uh, from uh, Gamescom. Oh, look, you, you're hosting this big convention. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. I'm sure you could just put your feet up and yeah. talk to us. Well, it's not like we're not busy, too. I mean, we've got right? Rage of Demons is coming out soon. We've got all these demons yeah. around the Underdark. Apparently, apparently Ryan's oh. baby just experienced fire for the first time, so yeah. that's a big deal. Why have that you been withholding deal. fire from your baby, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like... Isn't that isn't that like a day two lesson or something? I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure how this whole baby thing works. That actually works. sounds like a good thing. You should withhold he fire from your baby. sheltering this kid. Come on. Oh my gosh, my two-year-old, when she was... We were, I was grilling on, on the grill outside. I'm like, come outside and play with me. And then she's like, <laughs> right... You know, obviously she wants to go right towards the grill and touch yeah. it. And I'm like, no, don't touch that. Why? Because <sighs> you could burn yourself. Why? I can't deal oh with the wise. Yeah, I don't even... I'm yeah, I stop after two. I'm like, I don't oh, even. Yeah. Sometimes I challenge myself. I'm like, I'm gonna answer every why. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep answering. And yeah. then I get to like six, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go. Right. <laughs> the phone's ringing. Mommy has to go. I remember. You remember Calvin and Hobbes? That you'd read the. Uh, uh, his dad always like answered real questions that he had with fantastical answers. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, Why would he do that? That's so silly. And I'm like, Oh, now I know. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because anytime chance you get to mess with your kid. It's take important. it and take it. Important. I always it's told Alex. Always told Alex if we had kids, I would do the, the color thing, where it's like teach them all the wrong colors, because <laughs> you can't really define a color very well, right? So why? Because that's red. Why? <laughs> that's an old Steve Martin joke. It is. Too, yeah, like, it is. Whenever you're around kids, talk wrong. Yeah. So it's the first day of school. <laughs> Can I mambo dog face the banana patch? <laughs> 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 they would probably love that. See, everybody, yeah. we're, we're the funniest when we reuse other people's jokes. Yeah. That's how we do this here. That's It's called it's inspiration. We're building on new things. We're building. But, uh, yeah, we should get to our, our guests, right? We, we have to call them. They're so busy, we need to get to them. Yep. First are the InSpace crew, so let's we'll, we'll call oh, them up first here. Okay. All right, sweet. I'm looking forward let's to talking about them. Let's hope they answer. About Sword Coast Legends. It's good times. See, and, the and great Europe. thing is, is they don't know that they're coming in hot this time. Oh, they're coming real hot. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, oh, look, we're, we're already recording. And like all of a sudden, oh, we'll fix yeah, no their warm post. Up. No warm we'll up. fix their post. We'll ask them be about on. all of the sausages and, and uh, beer that they ate Where in Germany. Where were they in Germany? Huh? Yeah. Cologne or Cologna. <laughs> How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Let's ask Hello? them. Hello? Hello? Was that, is that Ash? This is Ash, and I'm here with Mr. J. Turner, narrative director, extreme. Extreme! We got to the extreme. We got J. Turner. Nice. Holy crap, you guys. You never know. You just never know who you're going to get when you you call someone on the phone. (laughs) 
I was just napping in the in the podcast room. And, uh, <laughs> well, while you're like, here, wake up, wake up, they're calling. Yeah, remember how earlier we were saying how hard everybody was working? They don't let Jay go home. No, no. <laughs> that is that is actually pretty true. Jay essentially lives here. Oh, my my wife is a QA analyst as well, so we double don't get to go home. Wow. That's true. It's crunch time. So, what do, what do your kids do uh, for the game? <laughs> um, they're currently not existing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you gotta get well, on. I that. wonder why. We need, we, we need more people working on the game. Obviously, get out of that so. nap room, Ash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time to make some babies. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> we need some on-call rooms, like on Grey's Anatomy. Can you guys teach us how to make them? Because we don't know. <laughs> when they, uh, we only know how to make games. We only know how to make. There's gonna be a panel at PAX. Yeah. yeah. Oh. How to make a baby? Well, uh, Sword Coast Legends is your baby. Yeah, that's true. All that right. Good one. Wait, so good save. So we, that's so, a segue there. So Ash, we totally changed the format. We we we've been live, live. We've been hot this entire time. We're just recording all this. So we're recording it all. Yeah. If we don't if we don't like you, we're just gonna delete it. And if, and if okay. Ryan doesn't like us, he'll just delete all of us. That sounds good. How are you guys? Great. How have you been? How how was Gamescom? Uh, it was crazy. It was really exciting, really fun. I think we uh, had about 122 different members of the press come in. What? Over three days, so you can kind of tell my voice. I, I sound like extra, you sound like, like du- double jerk. double X masculine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just so everybody at home knows, uh, I, I I made them call in today. I'm I'm a, I'm a horrible slave driver. They got back and I'm like, you're doing this podcast, right? Uh, it wasn't exactly like that, but close enough. How long were you at, at Gamescom? We were out there for about uh, eight days, including travel. Wow. So we had three days of appointments and one day of setup. And then we went back an extra day to do IGN. So we were there for quite a while. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and long days too. But it was it was great. It was really good to see people, you know, having fun with the game, which is you know it, it, that's a huge reward because we play it all the time here in the studio. But to get new people, you know, with their hands on it and to get to see how they react to playing it is really exciting. Get to for see us. what crazy stuff they come up with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they come up with some crazy stuff for sure. Those Germans. <laughs> yeah, it's like all the horses that Greg Tito put in his dungeon last time we were playing. Like in the middle of a fight, these horses start popping up. I'm like, what are you doing? That Wild was, horses? That was so much fun. I basically had, I was like, ooh, horses, and I could just put horses all over the entire dungeon. It's basically like if you give if you give the DM seat to a troll, yeah. an internet troll, not the kind you kill a fire, Yeah. Um, and uh, watch it. Watch they it. weren't dead horses. They were alive you horses. You turned your so dungeon okay. into like a seven-year-old girl birthday party. Exactly. There were lots of rainbows and streamers. And, uh, you do candy, have two pinatas. daughters, so exactly. They would. They, they would have loved, loved that they dungeon. Loved it. Yeah. So, what was the uh, demo experience uh, like at Gamescom? I mean, I, I saw what we did at, at, at E3. Was it similar to that, or it was similar? Uh, we did show off some new stuff. So uh, we didn't really tell the press what we were showing. We kind of surprised them, but we showed off um, the Lost Minds tile set, which a lot of people haven't seen yet. We actually haven't put it anywhere on social media yet. So the journalists at Gamescom got to see Lost Minds for the first time, which was really cool. Um, and uh, it's gorgeous looking. It looks really different from yeah, some really other awesome. tile sets. So that was really neat. We also showed off uh, custom characters for the first time. So in, in previous demos, they've been playing as like Lydia and Larathar and Hamet. And we actually made up some uh, some characters specifically for the Gamescom demo that had you know really different builds than Alidia and Larathar and Hamet and those guys. So they got to play as custom characters for the first time, which was really cool because um, you know we got to show off a little bit of that. And what else? Oh, we showed off the Beholder, which was oh, a, a big oh, one. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So we got yeah, to watch the Beholder absolutely decimate people for three days straight. <laughs> was, that, was, 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 it, was, it, was that the boss fight? Yeah, that was the boss fight. 
Yeah. And I, I got to uh, get charmed by the beholder several times in a row as yeah. a fighter one time, and it was it was really nice just killing the other player characters. <laughs> nice. Instead of attacking the beholder like I should have been. Hey, no, I saw. So, I mean, this will be out by the time uh, everybody yeah. listens to this. But I, I, I keep watching the the Mind Flayer video, like the just the little the little. I, I, I don't want to call it bio. It's not like, meet the mind flayer. He likes long walks on the beach. Not that, but like... <laughs> Fluffy pillows. You, you know what I mean. Delicious like, brains. It's, it's awesome. Also, he also has one of those mind control charm abilities, and I feel right. sad oh. for anybody who goes up against that. <laughs> right. No, I can't tell you how many times we saw, for some reason, the Beholder really loved to charm the uh, fighter, and the, he would charm the fighter and just cut down the wizard repeatedly. It the happened. mage. I don't know what it is about Beholders and Mages. They're like ancient yeah. enemies. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But the Beholder went after the Mage almost 100% of the time when it wasn't being controlled. And then when it was controlled, it was definitely 100% of the time. And yeah. It's just, it's just smart, too, because it's just like, all right, so I'm a Beholder. And it's like, well, you're a fighter. Weak as yeah. well save here. All right, yeah. go attack the Wizard, because he's the one who can stop me. Screw it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if, if we programmed it that way, but the Beholder seemed to know what it was supposed you to do. You must have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of trolls, you got some, you got some trolls over there in space who have programmed <laughs> yeah, one or two, hey, one Beholders or two. are really smart bad guys. That's what they would do. Anyway. Yeah, right. So you got to program the AI to make it look like uh, you know, they would they're actually be the awful DM that, yeah. you, that no one wants to face. How is the DMC going? Because that's you know, it's, it's, it's definitely has the most... Uh, shoots and ladders, I guess. Has the most stuff going on <laughs> with the TM side of things. Tito was like, that is a horrible analogy. Why did you say that? <laughs> um, I was like, shoots and ladders? I just play that with my kid. Yeah. yeah. That's probably why we were talking about kids earlier. It's just stuck in my head. <laughs> but no, like, like so pe- people sit down, they put, they, they right. get the DMC. And I know, like, we, 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 we sit there and we're there for help, but are people picking it up pretty easily? They seem excited, having fun? Yeah, it was cool. Uh, the way we set up our demos, we had about, uh, I want to say, 15 minutes of... Um, of setup, we're actually showing them how to use the DM tools. So we're showing them, you know, how to how to create quests and how to modify your your monster sets and how to add abilities. And we kind of walk them through that for about 15 minutes, hands off, and then we give them about a half an hour hands on. And then we also have someone there, kind of guiding someone in the DM seat to make sure they don't just go totally crazy because it's a <laughs> lot of power at your finger. Mm-hmm. And then they still went totally crazy. And then they still went totally crazy, but. Yeah. Um, but uh, it went well. Like people caught on really quickly. Um, they created some really incredibly innovative stuff. Like we had people putting tents inside of dungeons and then stocking the tents with eggs, like spider eggs. So when people walked up to the tent, spiders would just pour out of the tent, and it was terrifying. Ooh, nice. Uh, that was a really good one. We saw um, Jackson Five. Yeah. Jackson. Thriller Zombie. Yeah. Thriller Zombie was great. They so. took a zombie and put him in red, <laughs> and called him the Jackson Five, and and. Uh, just had them stalking the characters. It was pretty brilliant. <laughs> they, had, pretty like, cool. they had like they had. Gotta teach them to do the dance. Yeah, I know. That like that, like that that uh, prison that did the dance, but that was all, <laughs> yeah. all thriller <laughs> dance. Yeah. There's your new, there's your new community so video, Ash. Take zombies, <laughs> paint them red, and, and somehow animate them so they're doing Please. the thriller dance. That'd be so good. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was cool to see what people came up with, and they were you know having fun and creating monsters and really um, challenging the players a lot for three days. So we had the school of rock. Remember that? Yeah, they had rocks and they they changed all the they changed it to the school of rock. Yeah, I wish I thought of that. That's good. Changed all the colors. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole heavy metal themed dungeon. By we the had end Marilyn Manson was the mini boss. He yeah, was a, yeah. It was a troll bone master or something like that. It was it was pretty awesome. It was awesome. Man, there's some got some powerful. I was gonna say my creative thing was I put some black pudding in the dungeon. <laughs> and, then, and then I put another black pudding in the dungeon. See, I would have thought that was delicious. And then ponies. And then there was a room that yeah. he had two black puddings in. He's like, wait a minute. Oh, that's, that too was, that's too much black pudding. Too much yeah. 
that spoils, that spoils the soup. I would have thought that pudding was delicious, except <laughs> for on this trip to Germany, I tried black pudding for the first time. Yeah. And uh, that was a special experience that I care not to repeat. Is it, was it that called is, black pudding? It was called yeah. black pudding. But it, yeah, it is not a sweet dessert. People no, it is, it's not what you People imagine. might think it is, that's not at all what it is. There's, the Germans are very misleading. I, I, I uh, ate what I thought was mashed potatoes in Germany. That was lard. Are <laughs> you just pure lard? Yep, right there on the side of my vegetarian platter. That's, oh my god! Well done. Yummy. Like the best troll ever. It's like, oh listen, oh. she had she ordered this vegetarian platter. Give her a side of lard. The Germans put it on there. Well, in, in Germany, lard is everywhere, and uh, vegetarian I, apparently. I, I will say, if if you if Mountains. you if you are not vegetarian, <laughs> cooking with lard is something that most people should should check out. It is oh, a yeah? it is a pretty amazing thing. No, that it tastes amazing. Well, this podcast just shifted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go foodie. We're gonna go full yeah. food. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's a good. Now, I like what, what do you with make lard. with lard? You just use it instead we of also, butter. We also had a lot of chefs as mini bosses because for some reason the top weapon on the list was a roll a magical rolling pin. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> my nice. mom had one of those. And that kept. <laughs> she had a magical one. Wow. It shut it me like, up. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm, fi- right, I'm, fi- I'm fine with, with the foodie, but let's not turn into like a disciplinarian. Like, I grew up in the 70s. It was perfectly fine. How to, not like, to parent she, No, you, she would brandish her wooden spoon. And when you saw that come out, you were like, Boop. I feel like that was like a generational thing. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my aunt used to chase me with a spatula, so I know exactly what yeah, you're doing. Yeah. It was always kitchen implements. Time our vision of being chased with something from the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. long as it's a spoon. And not a refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Whoa. That would be amazing. I chase my kids with lard now. I'm like, here, eat some lard. <laughs> <laughs> it's very salty, though. You can try bl- uh, black pudding. Yeah. Black pudding and that's, lard. That's a punishment? Yeah. <laughs> so back to the game. Though. Oh, right. Yes. No, I mean, oh, right. We, we, yes. we could do this forever. We would just have to rename the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, was there a, a DM thing that, that stuck out as the coolest for either of you? DM thing that stuck out as the coolest. I mean, we've um, talked about Thriller. We've talked about, you know, Marilyn Manson. Was there one that was like, oh, wow, I can't believe they did that? You know, I think for me, watching players control the Beholder um, repeatedly was the coolest thing that I saw time and time again, just because as players took direct control over the Beholder boss, they got a access to the full array of beholder abilities and it's literally the entire bottom bar <laughs> all the I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating yeah, it's, it's nuts and and if a player knew what they were doing they could just absolutely obliterate the, the team and they they did that quite a lot so it was cool just to watch because you know uh, that model is relatively new being mm-hmm. placed into the game so to see it in action and seeing it perform so well yeah. that was really super exciting for me over yeah. and over again and for I, me it was watching uh, DMs who didn't know anyone else in the room, hmm. reaching that point halfway through where they decided to sort of help the players out, which was interesting because most of our previous playtesting and stuff, the the first time you play, you could basically go all out to try to murder the party. And uh, a lot of guys here were, uh, we would all say, you know, you can help out the players if they're having a hard time, but they would all kind of turn around about halfway, three-quarters of the way through the dungeon and start adding in monsters that were friendly or removing monsters or you know giving them clues as to where the secret door is like that kind of thing that really helped the players along and i think the main thing that did that was we we made it clear that the players are going to be allowed to rate the dungeon master at the end of the session hmm. and uh, we found that, <laughs> that seemed to affect the dungeon master's uh, treatment of the party at least until the beholder came and then it was all, all and then yeah that yeah. was over i think that's, that's how it should be like listen once you get to the boss 
it's fair game. I'm gonna play as hard as I can, but until then, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna try to get you to at least the boss, especially when, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, when it's a beholder, because like the boulders are huge, and that's something that like we forget sometimes with our art. Like boulders are like as big as the room we're in right now. Mm. Well, somebody uh, had saved up all of his threat, and at the end, he placed a vampire lord <laughs> and a lich in the room with the beholder. What? <laughs> And we oh, were just like, all right, that's it. I'm, I'm done with this. I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> like, all the players are like, what do we do? And, uh, and, yeah. we, and it's like, you die. Ra- yeah, you die. <laughs> Raid another dungeon. Yeah, right. it's basically like, okay, we're going to load up the happy, happy, fluffy bunnies dungeon from <laughs> E3 or whatever. Do, do we have an afterlife level that we can explore? Because that, that wasn't as fun. Yeah, it's good times. Uh, but yeah. I, I like how uh, the like social engineering of like DMs like switching and starting to help after a while. Like I mean, that's kind of what happens in tabletop role playing. I mean, that that DMs you want to have a fight, you want there to be an adversarial a little bit with with the dungeon master. But then the ultimate goal is for everybody to have fun. And I think that's so yeah. cool that that same kind of dynamic translates into Sword Coast Legends. I think once they the DMs realized that their DM threat level had to do with how well the players are doing and not how well the DM is doing. Mm. They seem to think, well, I can have some more threat points if I help my players kill something pretty awesome. So they, they started to see how it could benefit them in the short term for the for the players to do something awesome. And I think that's that and the DM rating thing is kind of where it's where it seemed to switch. Yeah. Plus also just being in the same room with everyone and being like, Hey, let's everybody everybody have fun together. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But we couldn't guarantee that any two people in that room spoke the same language, really. <laughs> that's very oh. true. Yeah, that it is was a big, a, big difference from at Gamescom, right? Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, we had Germans and Russians and uh, French, right. and we had a couple of English. Right. And it was, they don't it was speak the same language as us either, so. <laughs> yeah, well, they probably speak the same language as themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, English people. For all the English uh, UK <laughs> listeners to the podcast. All of, yes, there all of the, uh, yeah. We have some of them, and in Australia, I know they're not the same. But Are they, have, are they easily offended? No, probably not. Not, That's our, good. Not, not our That's audience. Good. That's good. <laughs> we're we're, we're super great. offensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we pretty much don't give you guys any rest. You're back. You're working on the game again. And then in a couple of weeks, you're coming up here for PAX. Yeah. It's exciting. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a zombie. <laughs> no, I, I am, I'm a big fan of PAX. Uh, and, brains. Um, I'm excited to see you guys, too, because we'll get to hang out, which is great. Yeah, yeah that'll be yeah, awesome. That's right. Seattle time. Um, yeah, so we're going, and uh, the public gets to play the game for the first time, which is exciting and terrifying. Yeah, yeah I know. That's awesome. And terrifying <laughs> and exciting. It's one of those yes. things where it's like, you guys have done an awesome job putting the game together, and all the demos I've seen have been awesome. Uh, sorry, I said awesome too much. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, is, this will be the first time that it's like, okay, so play it. Right, and, right. And, yes, we'll all be there, and we'll, we're going to we're gonna do all the coaching stuff like, just, just like we've done before. <laughs> still break it. Um, oh, they're going to break it. <laughs> break oh, the I'm code. Sure. Yeah. We're hope, We're just hoping we have power when we get there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Trevor, did and you the order network. the power? I forgot to order power. <laughs> oh, oh damn. Let's get extra power. <laughs> I need to get them to deliver power. Uh, <laughs> we don't have anywhere to store up. the power in the, in the booth, though. I don't have power storage space. <laughs> well, we're no, excited. Yeah, no, the, the whole booth is all set up, you know, to, to, to get as many people playing Sword Coast Legends as possible. And I think that's, that's it's just going to be a really exciting uh, litmus test for uh, 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 how uh, people just get into the game and, and, and have that right. social dynamic happen. Yeah, we have a couple different things Sword Coast going on, right? So we have the booth, mm-hmm. and yeah. the booth is going to function in a similar way where you, you get in line, you get to the front, 
near the front, we're going to pull off the DMs from, from the players, and they're going to get like a 15-minute experience of like, here's how to DM, here's all the cool stuff, because we want them to be comfortable when they go to their little sections. Yeah. And then we got five different sections with, you know, a DM and four players, and then a lot of us will be there floating around to make sure the DMs don't slaughter the entire party. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's the, that's the email I keep sending you. I'm like, we got to make sure they just don't kill everybody because it's so easy to kill everybody. Yeah, I think it's, it's just like they'll get that from us and from the, yeah. from the video and when we sit down and play with them. I think everybody will get the idea. It's like, you, it's, it's cooperative until they get to the end boss. That is always yeah. the way I'm going right. to sell it. Once oh, yeah. they get there, it's, it's totally no, up to no you. No holds barred. But it would be cool if we could yeah. do the same thing if we could rate them at the end to, to, to tell everybody. It would also be cool if we have something cool to give people. For yeah. the top-rated DM at for the, the top, end, oh yeah. yeah, every day you get a high five. Well, it should be like from ev- Trevor. It, yeah, that's that's my that's my gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's your wow. prize. Wow. Here's, I only here's give all the germs. I only give away like three of those a year. Okay, <laughs> from I, Trevor Kid. I lick my I lick my hand first as. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and then I high five. Uh, the gift of the packs. Everyone huh. gets the gift that. of the packs plague. Yeah. So, do you think do you think the uh, packs demo is going to be similar to the Gamescom one, or are you guys going to switch it up again? Are there going to be surprises? Uh, we're going to switch it up. We're oh. going to switch it up. We're going to show off uh, likely a new location that we haven't really shown or demoed before. So, public's going to get to to play in a new location. That'll be cool. Um, Will it be brightly give lit? Give away too much more. No, no, it's okay. Yet. This, 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 this is going to be a brightly lit location. This is going to air just before PAX. So <laughs> Will it be it, it'll be a, a slightly darker location, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, have something to do with Rage of Demons stuff. Is it I above mean, or whoa. below? It's near. The world crust uh, it's layer. It's near. Or far. It's a near dark. Okay. Yeah, I think that might be like a thing. <laughs> it's a thing, actually, right? <laughs> near the, the near dark probably is a thing. I, I haven't looked because the underdark is broken up into different layers, and yeah. I forget I forget what they're called. Because I'm a bad, I'm a bad near dark and far dark. It's like dark. the left dark and the right. Dark. <laughs> the right dark. Is that where Sesame Street? <laughs> is yeah, that's where, near, that's where the Muppets live. They live in dark. They live in far Grover, dark. Grover's gonna be your, be your guy to the underdark. Like, like, oh, now <laughs> you have to create a monster that looks like Grover, and they like. I'm pretty sure we got them. We just got to figure out where yeah. they are. Probably like a blue zombie. Yeah, or uh, make a blue goblin or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but at PAX, so we'll have uh, we're gonna have Jay and Ash again. Everybody, that's Ooh. who we're talking to. If you missed, we'll that. be there. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And then yeah, we're gonna have the Dans and, and the Dans over on your side. They they, they run everything. Mm-hmm. They're the captains mm-hmm. of your ship. And then uh, yeah. we will have Tim. Tim, the schwak the schwak man. And is we'll that make it? sure that Tim gets some sleep. I think that's probably it. It's a lot of people. And yeah, so we all have, we also have a panel where we're gonna do a little dungeon building with people and talk about what's what's coming next and what's in the expansion and stuff. Yeah, so right. That's, that's awesome. Oh, that's, cool. that's awesome. By the way, Ash, yeah. uh, I need you to make a deck for that. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna I talk did, work now on the podcast, everybody. Whatever you, whatever you need. You got almost <laughs> a week's notice this time, buddy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I didn't, I didn't give you like two hours. And be like, hey, podcast. Um, so I, I I figure this is this is way better. You can just make it a deck of many things, and you'll be you'll be all set. Just have a picture of of of, of Dan Tudge doing something. That, that'll be the entire. There you go. Yeah, it'll go over well. No, it'll be fun. We're doing some giveaways too, right? I don't know. We, we can't really tell what we're giving away yet, but we have some cool stuff for people that show up yeah. uh, to both the panel and at the booth. So uh, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. Yeah, so. we like, were. Oh, to this podcast. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, this is about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Wait. But we're picking up some demographics from cooking and discipline. Yeah, and yeah. We're yes. gonna be giving away actual so. black pudding and lard. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, okay. I'm going. And rolling pins. And rolling pins. Magical <laughs> plus one rolling pins of discipline. Uh. Yeah. Uh, I do feel like I need to make it clear. My mother did not abuse. My <laughs> 
How does that make you feel? I feel terrible. <laughs> I almost I almost used her name. Can we, her. can we use her name on the podcast? Judy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Judy is a lovely lady. She is a lovely lady. But she, she had some accoutrements to help get me to be quiet, apparently. I feel like you're saying this out of fear. I yeah. am. <laughs> a place I mean, of if terror. she hears this. Oh my God. She doesn't listen to our podcast. She reads your books, but she doesn't listen to our podcast. <laughs> she should. She can. She might. She, can. she yeah. will now. Hey, hey, mom. Hey, mom. Podcast. We talk about you on the podcast. <laughs> she would be. She would be a great guest. Actually, we could yeah. have her. She do it. Book her. Yeah. I want to hear that podcast. She yeah. has. She yeah. has played D and D. She's just going to talk about Quinn the entire time. Oh my God. When are you going to bring Quinny back? Your father. He misses him so much. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we've talked about packs. We've talked about GameCon. I could just talk about the game forever, though. This yeah, is pretty please. awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I did see that... Uh, I'd say this like I wasn't involved or anything. I did see that we're offering uh, the Rage of Demons DLC to anybody who pre-orders. Whoa. Yeah, it's, pr- it's pretty crazy. So, you know, we, we did push the release date out to September 29th now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a, a gift for everyone's patience, we're uh, giving away Rage of Demons. And that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, so I saw that exciting. and I was like, that's a pretty yeah. cool we pushed the date <laughs> response. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. And you know what? The thing that's been great for me is uh, the res- the community response to us pushing the date has been entirely positive. So I think that that negative stigma attached to pushing dates has pretty much vanished in the industry, which I think is great because people understand that sometimes a little bit of time is good, yeah, so, especially so. for RPGs. Yeah, so time is a good thing. Yeah. So we're yeah. uh, getting a little bit of time to polish it up. And uh, things are looking awesome on our end, so we're pretty excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I I, I feel sorry for you guys every time that I, I send over email asking for something, or I'm like, hey, podcast, because I know it's like, oh, we got two months until the game game delivers, but I should probably just not talk to them at all. No, <laughs> no you guys need no, the this, breaks. You need it, right? Yeah, this is a pleasant break from staring at my bug list ineffectually all day. Right. Oh. <laughs> it gets smaller. And then it gets and then it gets bigger. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's pretty much gotten bigger, especially <laughs> especially being out in Germany for a week and a half. Oh right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got crazy. back and just what are like, you talking Whoa. about? Jay, our game has no bugs. There's not it's any bugs. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this game was finished months ago. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting on it. You yeah. know, just waiting for it to ripen like a like a fine wine. Like a fine. Yeah. Piece, piece of lard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty and sure lard doesn't get better with age. It does not get better, no. Avocados. Avocados, avocados get better. We learned a lot until, about avocados. Until they go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. There's that moment where like, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's horrible. There's a window. Yeah, five Again. minutes after it's ripe. Yeah. We, we, yeah. We, sh- we should actually have a second podcast where it's just the D&D people talking about food. I'm actually getting hungry oh, now. I, I want to have some guacamole. I really like do. you guys like plums? Because I, I have a lot of plums I'm going to bring in. <laughs> That's just plum crazy. Oh, God. Oh, All of you no. dads with your puns, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Put them in the sun. Well, we'll I'm, some, they're we'll in the sun. Prunes. They're in trees. In the yard. <laughs> we can dry them out and get some prunes. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no you don't no, do no, that. No. I mean, that's crazy talk. Well, I have, I've got plums. They're coming in tomorrow. Sweet. So. Wait, did you order them? No, they're coming from... I'm living off the land at my house. What? We have four plum trees. That's amazing. Well, I know. Do you guys want some plums? I will send oh. you plums. I'm going to Shelly's house. I'm Kay. stealing all her plums. Yeah. Taking all my plums. <laughs> While he's here in Seattle, we're going to drive We're gonna drive by Shelly's house. Drive like, by uh, Shelly's house. We're here, we're, here, we're here for your plums. Do it. Yeah. Oh, Just keep those, keep those rolling pins away from us. Well. You're going to find a strange, tired-looking dude in your yard. Well, it happens all the time. At least four. <laughs> <laughs> my husband. <laughs> right. 
I married that guy. And and Quinn, he's also <laughs> very tired often. Strange, tired looking baby. Strange, <laughs> tired babies. <laughs> They're everywhere. They keep multiplying. God, don't say that. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm horrible because I can't remember what our booth number is, but it's PAX Weekends, which is the 28th, 29th, 30th, 31st. Yeah, it's a long one. Yep, it's, it's a long one. Yeah. It's not on Labor Day weekend, but it will be four days. Uh, it, I think it sold out, if I remember correctly. It so. is sold oh, yeah. out, right. And um, this is the first time they did the, uh, the single, single day. day so, you know, I'm, I'm actually really excited for Monday. It should be crazy. Yeah. It looks, it looks like it'll be solid. Um, but yes, come by the uh, D&D Sword Coast Legends booth. Go to the Sword Coast Legends panel. All of that will be in the showbook ad. Uh, we'll also have little uh, things to give away at the booth, pointing out to all our, all, all our stuff is. We also have the live game on Friday, so everybody should go to that. Uh, I, all, all the in-space guys have, have special VIP seating, by the way. So Ooh, right. we're going we're, we're to bring you on stage, and I'll point and laugh at you. <gasps> all right. We're going to be the table. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> we'll be supporting the tables. So. That works, but no, it's uh, it, it should it should be it should be a great time. I'm really looking forward to all of it. Also, we can talk about one of the things that we're giving away. We will be giving our uh, our penny arcade pen away at the booth, at the panel, and at the live game. So everybody who goes through the booth experience, everybody who goes to the SEL. Uh, can we say panel, what it is yet? Because it's super cool. It is, yeah. It's it's the it's the Bellafoss face. It's the it's the Ooh. face from your logo. So yeah, it, mm. it, it 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 is pretty awesome. It's pointy. It is awesome. It, it, it is, is pointy. I I, I have seen a final. It looks it looks pretty solid. So. I don't have awesome. I don't have one in my hands yet. As soon as I do, I will I will gloat over say, everybody. Pulling one out of your pocket there? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I have I have the the, the we have a keychain of the 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 Bella Foss looking face. Where did you get that? Can I see that? No, it's 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 special, custom made. There you go. Yeah. Like in your basement? In my co- yeah, no, I'm a metal worker. Uh, so is I'm this doing, in I'm your doing Etsy s- shop? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, check it out. Well, before we switch from food to arts and crafts, I want to thank you guys for coming out and joining us again on the podcast. Thank it's, you, guys. It's been awesome. And we Good will time. see you guys in a couple weeks, of course. And awesome. tell Tim, tell Tim, I'm sorry that I couldn't start this earlier to have him on before he has oh. to run home to his family. The schwach awesome. man. He was, he was awesome. Man. You know what? You leave to see your family, you lose, buddy. That's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> My that's what you get family for second. Yeah. family second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not that's not a good, that's not a good motto. Sorry, wife. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening. She's listening, probably. Her and my mom. Ooh, they're pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Take All care. Right. Bye. Bye. Your mom's recording. <laughs> she's she's really good. My burns my burns are the best. I just, I just put my headphones on just in time just to hear your mom's recording. <laughs> this is this is the quality game I bring to the podcast. All right, everybody. Yeah, there's like some 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 serious C game going on. Yeah. There. So when you want to know what what's bringing it down, I saw a picture. I, on, I got you covered. On Quinn's daycare's. Facebook page mm-hmm. and it said it showed him out eating his lunch and then it said Quinn just said I'm eating poop and this teacher said I'm pretty sure it was blueberries <laughs> <laughs> oh, but sure they were pretending they were probably pretending I guess so I hope so yeah and I said no no that was poop we are a little behind in our grocery shopping <laughs> get it get it get, get it, it. Oh. <laughs> you could take that one to the bank oh, yeah man. the food bank I expect it from the dads no, it's all me. I am the the poop perpetrator in our house. The pun, <laughs> the pun master. Poop perpetrator. Well, I don't. I don't even want to know.
I encourage the poop talk. I, I, I brought up poop because you like t saying poop for your test. Yeah, I, I don't know if we've shared that with people yet. Poop. But when we test the mic, everybody says something and I say poop. poop. This mic's real hot now. Got some hot poop hey. on here. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how you want to introduce your game. Mike, how's it going? Uh, I guess pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll explain that at some point, or you'll just listen to the podcast and know why we were talking about poop right before we called you. Um, uh, well, he has no kids. Comment. I'm sure, Mike, you, you talk children, about so poop all the time. The substance. <laughs> it wasn't poop, it was blueberries. <laughs> just to be clear, my kid was not eating poop. So <laughs> since this is Mike's first time as being a guest on our, on our podcast, I feel like we have to do the obligatory. Absolutely. Okay, so Mike Failauer. Hey. Uh, first, Hi, Mike. First thing, Hi, Mike. Mike why don't you tell people what you do over at Penny Arcade? Oh, boy. <laughs> try, a... try, try, try to wear a couple hats, not like the 17 that you wear normally. Sure. Um, I guess uh, the, my, my title is vice president, but my, my role is uh, on the revenue side. So it's my job to keep the lights on. So I do advertising and licensing in and licensing out and merchandising and Penny Arcade and packs. Oh, no, just no big okay. deal. Okay. Yeah. Using, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so you have lots of minions, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> One. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty tight operation over here. But uh, I'm also the the chief um, tabletop officer of Penny Arcade. Nice. Yes, that's true. Mike is the guy over there that loves D and D more than anybody else. That is a good title. Oh, see, I thought it had to do with uh, the actual, you know, tables and counters and granite tops that you were like, have been installing in the office, right? That oh. too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm as just, silly as that comment is, yes. I'm just going to keep shaking my head every time these jokes come up here. Just like, you, guys, you guys won't see it at home, but I hope you can feel me shaking my head. I can feel when, it. When, I feel when, it. When Tito does these jokes. You can hear Trevor's eyes rolling. <laughs> so second obligatory question then. This is the good one. You know, I'm, I'm glad we know who you are. That's great. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so how did you get into Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, actually a, one of my favorite stories. So I... Uh, I'm a youngest child in my family. I have two older siblings. They're uh, seven and eight years older than I am. And I grew up in Detroit, Michigan area. And uh, in the early 80s, um, I was a, a young lad in first grade. And my, my older siblings would always go off and, and play this weird game. It wouldn't let me play. But one day, one of their buddies uh, didn't show up. And they really wanted to go on in this adventure. And they said, hey, Mike, we need, we need an adventure. Come over here and roll these dice. Uh, you're going to play D&D. And I rolled up a, a little uh, halfling uh, because I was really a big fan of The Hobbit and went off on an adventure and died from poison. <laughs> so so uh, it was great, though, because for a while, you know, I was running around dungeons and uh, fighting giant rats and kobolds and, and uh, playing a game unlike any other. And it started a lifelong love affair. And how old were you? First grade. Wow. wow, that is early. That is early. I think I think mine was nine years old. So I think that was I'm bad. It was either second or third grade. The I, third grade, I think. I, yeah. I, I do the same thing that Mike just did when people ask me how old I was. I mentioned the grade I was in most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I'm, I mean, that's it was so young that you know, I, I looking at the pictures of the era, like I was not even knee high to you know my dad, right? So I was a little guy, um, and uh, yeah, there's just all these photos of of us sort of crouched around the, the coffee table um, playing with those original uh, Ral Partha lead miniatures. And uh, my, my dad worked for a toy company called Fundimensions, and they actually produced for a while 
uh, D&D plastic battle sets and mm-hmm. oh, cool. figures on sprues and whatnot. So we all had those and built terrain out of toothpicks and wood glue. And yeah, it was a blast. There's something so evocative of having like the actual you know, playscape in front of you of like the miniatures doing stuff. That like, I feel like a, a, a six-year-old or a first grader would really like latch on to oh, that yeah, so much. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they were these just cheapo like vacuum-formed plastic, you know, sets of. I think one was a a dungeon with an entrance of uh, like a staircase going down, and then there was like this weird lake of slime, and then a couple uh, rooms with barbicans sort of setting them apart and portcullises nice. things. And the other one was a overland. Uh, with a river down the middle and a, a little keep on a hill. And it was just so like, oh, is the dungeon underneath the keep? Oh, of course it is. And so we <laughs> miniature battles where we'd storm the castle and kick down the door and then go down the dungeon. And, you know, like you said, when, when you're a kid, like having all those pieces in front of you, you know, let you more easily grasp just what it is you're doing exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, can you imagine what After a while, it was by the wayside and it was all theater of the mind. Oh, yeah. But can you imagine what it would have been like if you were a kid? And like you go walk up to a D and D game, like you're six, and it's all dwarven forge. It's all mm-hmm. like this, like pre-made. You're like, uh, what? LED torches, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mirror puzzles and things. Going I mean, on. Like, wait till uh, you know kids these days with the Hololens, right? Like it's gonna happen. Yeah. What's their be like? That's gonna be like you're walking down the street and it's a dungeon. I brought my uh, my kids, my two year old and my four year old, into a game store this weekend you for did? the first time. Yeah, because we were just walking. We were walking by Meeple's in West Seattle, oh, yeah. and I was like, yeah, let's go in. And uh, yeah, they had that that wide eyed kind of look. There were, I mean, uh, there was nobody playing D and D with with uh, uh, stuff, but there was um, uh, Star Wars miniatures mm-hmm. uh, that they were doing. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's so. And then they were like just entranced with it. And I thought that was yeah, that's like the, I'm I'm doing baby steps, introductory stuff. Mm-hmm. I oh, gave sure. my I gave my uh, my daughter a. Uh, uh, one of our unicorn minis uh, that we had here in the office. I'm just like, oh yeah, here, she'll love it. And she's been like talking with it and playing with oh, it so she, much. I'm like, ready. she's almost ready. She's yeah, ready. yeah, she's primed. Good job. I, I, I just nod to this one because like kids, they're cool. <laughs> I got none. <laughs> oh, your feelings on children are well known, Trevor. I like kids. I just want to give them back after the day is over. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> So you start you started playing when you when you were six then or we'll assume six that's about that first that first right. grade age right and then sure. when when was the first time that you DM something uh, second grade wow <laughs> he just he's like I'm waiting a year I'm just jumping right into this yeah because this was in the transition between uh, first grade and second and so when I arrived at my new school we moved around a bit when I was a kid um, you know I was aware of a game a phenomenon that no other kid at least in my class was aware of and so yeah I brought my dice to school and was like we should explore dungeons instead of whatever else kids in second grade do (laughs) yeah like all my buddies were like wow this is incredible let's do that so we we played uh, during recess instead of I don't know what what other kids did during recess but I rolled dice it starts to sound like you're alien at some point it's like I don't know what other kids do during recess I'm pretty sure there was some some kind of jungle gym (laughs) chasing going on I don't know third grade we, we LARPed because there was like, the, the teachers were like, you should run around. So I'm like, all right, but we're going to pretend to have swords and shields. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So we created this school-wide LARP and then, you know, the fourth grade kids got involved and the second graders wanted to play and pretty soon the whole the whole school was, would just run around and stab each other. <laughs> like, was there like actual rules as part yeah. of your LARP? Okay, so you created an entire game around it? Mike is a rules guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm in the rules nerd. Very rules oriented. <laughs> yeah, we had different kingdoms and, and territories in the in the schoolyard. 
because you know you like, own the black top trees was the elven lands <laughs> and then the merry-go-round was the dwarven area oh that is oh, awesome that's wow cute. I kind of wish I was a kid growing up near where Mike Phelan would be. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I wish, I wish fun, Mike man. had organized my, my uh, playtime. It kind of cool. makes sense now, knowing what you do for a living. Yeah. You were well, kind of training to do this your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so, do yeah. you, so I know you still play D&D, which we'll talk about in a second, but do you still LARP as well? Uh, no, no, unfortunately. I kind of got spoiled. Um, <laughs> so in, in high school, I was a big BBSer, you know, with the, the nascent internet of the day, mm-hmm. right? Using dial-up modems and whatnot, and discovered that there were these um, construction material or manuals where you could make like weapons out of like plastic pipe and insulation, right, and duct tape. Mm-hmm. And so we did that and got some buddies involved. And there was like a growing scene in Michigan. And before I left for college, I sort of found out where all those guys were, and drove to each group with a truck full of weapons <laughs> in the back of my station wagon, and said, "I'm going to show up at this time. Anybody who wants to fight, let's do that," and beat everyone that I went to and sort of did this like this little odyssey I was like this is really fun <laughs> i'm going to become the greatest warrior ever yeah I, i'm the biggest warrior in southeast michigan pipe <laughs> <laughs> weapons and uh, it was it was a blast but i noticed there was a wide range in quality you know and i'm like well this is kind of like we're all here in in hockey pads again michigan right mm-hmm. and swinging construction materials at each other it's it's not the best um but then uh, as I was driving home from, I think, school one day, I passed a, an SEA demo going on in a park. Oh, yeah. And quickly became aware that there are other ways to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they're um, wearing real armor. They're using yeah. real swords. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so then uh, I got into it more in college, and but the real breaking point and where I got spoiled was I went to study abroad in um, the UK. I went to Britain and stayed in London for a while and participated in a four-day LARP within a week of arriving in Nottingham that was just crazy, you know, like the the high-end latex weapons, you know, that look great and and real from a distance, you know, and are very fast. You don't need to wear helmets or anything like that. Um, You can hit anywhere on the body without worrying about killing someone or hurting them. And it was just such a vastly superior experience in terms of just how it looked and felt and played that going back to like the Nero or or uh, Dagger here or whatever other you know American labs there were, it's just like this is it's it's not the quality isn't there. Yeah. You know? So you're done. Yeah, not not through. I mean, I would if there was a well, a if I had time, but b if there was like a group that sort of had that style or paid real attention to the the look and feel. It's only and, uh, if only there were like a congregation of like a whole bunch of yeah. dorks or, in one place, yeah. and, or, 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 if, yeah. or if you know there was another game you could play with like a, some people at a table that kind of <laughs> has some of that stuff. No, <laughs> so, yeah, if this if this penny arcade thing goes away, I'm totally gonna be centric uh, LARP become a, a LARP organizer, organizer and uh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the Seattle. rules are better too. It was uh, <laughs> I can I can talk about that all day, but it it was yeah, it's it's a little different. But I do still fence, so I, I still do SCA. Um, Rapier combat, which is, I guess you can call it LARPing. There's no like yeah, level system or anything like that or stats. It's just. I don't you know. think they would like it if we called it LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic we can, LARPing. We can do whatever we want. So we'll yeah, it's historical it. recreation. Totally different. Totally go. different. So you're still playing in games now, I know, because they're with friends of mine. And you also run a little D&D game for uh, the Acquisitions Inc. crew before we actually have the, the, the big live game. I don't think most people know that. 
Uh, well, you popularized it. I think last year you, you started I took some pictures, and I, I might, I might have, I might have ruined your times. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do the, no, I do the warm up. So just to get the, um, uh, the folks in the swing of things and familiarize themselves with their, uh, with their characters. Um, it's being the rules guy. I'm, I'm the, I'm the builder of these, of these folks. Because uh, you remember that this was created as a way to sort of show off fourth edition, and then of course fifth edition. When fifth edition came out, and during the playtest period, which at least two of the Akink games covered or spanned, um, the rule sets were changing so often that you know I, I was always invested in those, so I was up to date, but the players yeah. necessarily weren't. Um, so to, in order to let them know, like, okay, this power works differently than you might remember, or, or I just added this feat because they just created this feat and it works for your character. Um, I do a little warm-up game so that they uh, kind of know what their characters can do. Gives yeah. gives new uh, new meaning to the words pregame. You're like, yeah, no, you're not you're not getting <laughs> like you know drinking or anything like that. We're like, no, we're gonna pregame by pregaming. It, it, it is it is awesome yeah. to watch them. It was the last two years I've I've actually been able to watch it a little bit. Like they they come to the table and like, oh, how does this thing work? Or they're trying to remember because some some of the guys don't play a whole lot. Some of the guys do, and they're in costume at least a little bit already. And watch them get like really comfortable and then just have fun because they're not on camera they're just doing so is, is pretty awesome like they're they're a pretty cool group of people to watch play yeah it's important to shake the cobwebs off too because chances are the players haven't really seen each other since the last packs right yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like we're being we're being, Mike and Jerry being the exception of course yeah. but we're bringing Patrick back uh, I, I don't think he's spoiler. seen the guys well, it, it's, it's, <laughs> Was it? it's not no. super it's not super secret Mike, Mike and I were talking about this earlier today I'm fine if it's not super secret. Uh, so yeah, he, he hasn't he hasn't played with the guy since Pax East. So it'll be I, he has no problem picking up Viari again, from what I've noticed. No. But oh my god, he was no. so, he was so god, much fun so to watch. Good. It's 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 good time. So we we got a lot of stuff going on Pax this year. Of course, we got the live game again, which is going to be Friday night at the Finaroya, which is awesome. Like just seeing the pic- pictures from the venue last year and being up on stage and being oh, back in the back, it was. It was a pretty cool experience to see. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, and that's... Oh, it's glorious. I want to say it's 8.30, and the doors open at 8 on, on, on Friday. That's but correct. it's 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 in the show book ad with all the information, so you don't have to take my word for it. Um, we that's also got lots of panels, which I can let Greg talk about more, and our booth experience. Are you going to get a chance to bring uh, bring some of the guys from the office down to play some Sword Coast Legends, Mike? Uh, I'm certainly going to jump in again. I had a pretty good time at, uh, at E3 um, doing it. But the guy's schedules, who knows, man? Oh yeah, no, I, I know Mike and Jerry will be, but you know the, the other people who make the magic happen, they should come by. We love them too. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah. There's there's no lack of interest, um, that's for sure. I think there's a, at least four other players, active players, weekly players in the office. So sure, pretty cool. I I wish I wish I could get you guys to play more D and D. We might be talking about doing a thing where we play more D and D with you guys. But that really? I, that I can't talk about. No, you and I have talked about. It. You've. It's there have been emails and, and phone conversations and sitting down and talking over dinner, but That's I can't. A lot of conversations. Oh, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one. The thing that yeah. we definitely can't talk about that I'm total. This is horrible. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> there's this People cool thing. Bananas, there's this so. cool thing that might happen that would be amazing. This is Trevor Sorry. after dark. Can't talk about. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> He's totally off the rails. Subscribe. I'm gonna turn to Chris Perkins in a second. I'm gonna be like, well, actually, there's this thing that's happening. Beep, that's beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Is that the sound of Watson Beetle? <laughs> yeah, that's that's Shelly Shelly beeping. Yeah. I'm gonna get an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> that's <yeah. laughs> Chris. Chris is awesome. I love Chris. Yes. <laughs> right. He wants yeah. to talk about all the cool stuff, which we all do. He just sometimes does it. <laughs> so eventually we'll get there. 
We'll get to yeah. all the we'll get to all the cool stuff. Yeah. Well, and it's cool to have him at the uh, you know uh, DMing the Akin game because he gets to all the cool stuff is just part of the game. Yeah. It's all, yeah. It's all it. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited to see his costume. Oh, oh yeah. man. Do you know yeah. Do you know if the guys are changing up their costume again this year? Because like last year, like Jerry did the the plague mask and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know if they're gonna factor in the the whole mass lord thing as much. Oh um, yeah, right. But I mean, I think their costumes are pretty well set. Like yeah. Uh, Scott commissioned uh, from Corey's wife, who's a costume designer, his awesome Binwin costume. Mm-hmm. Mm. Finally got Jerry in plate yep. after adding a, at least one piece a year um, that started off with that chainmail coif I put him in in the very first show. <laughs> um, Did you like secretly just keep my, adding another piece I and another piece? I feel like every like, year he'll never notice. That bigger, 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 more spectacle, yeah. more design. You just, more. Always, yeah, you just always tell him, well, that's the way it was last year. No, yeah, I don't know. It's exactly what you had on last year, man. <laughs> like you won't notice. Yeah, exactly. This is like four hundred pounds. It's got to feel good under all those lights too. Yeah, he's a real he's performer. A yeah, he's a trooper. Yeah, well, we're excited. I mean, I could. I, I do. Do we want to go in and talk about all the panel stuff we have going on? Sure. Greg? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so Greg, you, you're hosting a panel. I am. You're uh, hosting on, a panel on Monday morning. Are we, uh, Greg? Yeah, I'm the great. We're doing a design a dungeon, which is going to be a fun panel of just having a whole bunch of. Uh, uh, categories of what makes a great uh, dungeon or adventure experience and uh, throwing that open to the crowd and letting them crowdsource what they think might be a good idea, getting some, uh, narrowing it down a little bit from uh, the panelists. So we're going to have Mike Morales and some other uh, great guests kind of like, you know, uh, figure out what they think is the best and then uh, let the audience vote for uh, what they think is going to be the most. And last time I did this, I think think it was at PAX Prime. might have been at PAX East few years ago, but ended up being a raucous adventure going into the ball pit underneath a Chuck E. Cheese in New oh, Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it kind of went a little bit crazier than I thought it was going to go, but I just remember laughing for like an hour straight and yeah. the audience had a great time. So we're gonna hopefully it'll it'll be uh, uh, just That's as fun great. this time around. That would be a great dungeon. We were, uh, we, were, we were gonna invite you Mike, but we were we were worried it might be bad for him to invite someone you know who basically runs the whole convention. <laughs> I used to do the uh, the art of the DM, uh, Mark Jessup's uh, old panel oh, back cool. in the day. We are we um, are doing Chris a, actually. Yeah, we are Fox. doing an Ask the DM one. Uh, yep. Chris is actually going to do a little presentation on on I think story building and stuff it's and good. Uh, that he did here, which we were like, yeah. oh, that was amazing. You yeah. should show that to other people. Yeah. I love that presentation because he also talks about like where you know his 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 growth of a DM over mm-hmm. the last like 30, 40 years and how it's you know changed and. And uh, uh, it's really exciting. I remember the, specifically the one picture that he showed at the beginning of his presentation, which mm-hmm. you guys will see at PAX this yep. year, uh, is him in front of the audience at Benaroyal Hall uh, uh, at the last live game and how amazing it looked, you know, having everybody there. Yeah. yeah. But that's something yeah. that we'll probably continue to do because, you know, DMs always have lots of questions, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot to talk well, about. His Twitter responses are amazing. Some of the uh, questions that he gets and then the answers are... I'm so, glad, I'm so glad he joined the Twitter universe. Yeah. For the longest time, people were like, is Chris Perkins on here? And I'm like, nope. And, uh, and I, I can get it. Like, as someone whose job it is to be on social media space, if it's not your job, it can be a little difficult sometimes. So, Yeah, but he's he's really taken to it. Yeah. What else? So we got that. We have the, the DM uh, panel. The DM panel, the Short Coast Legends panel. Yeah, and that one's on Saturday. Again, it's, that one will be in the show book as well. Yeah, so you can learn all about uh, uh, space development on, on that game. Yeah, and then show off some of the stuff that's in the expansion. Right, exactly. cool. Um, and uh, then we have a, a streaming, D and D streaming uh, panel. Oh. Yeah, uh, Greg, Greg Bilsland. Bilsland. Greg Bilsland is running that one, and uh, with some prominent streamers. We're gonna uh, have to change the cast from the panelists from what was in the show book, but yeah, it's it's solid. That yeah. one's gonna be cool. It's gonna be great. 
This is the first time we've done more than like two panels at a show, so I'm excited. I can't go to all of them because I'll be at the booth 90% of the time. But <laughs> you, will, you all go as my proxy. It'll be great. Everybody can have fun and tell me how much I missed. I hate right. You. I hate right. You. And I think, I think the streaming one is actually going to be streaming. Uh, it's in one of the streaming rooms, Whoa. too. So those of you at home Whoa. who are not able to Mind attend PAX, uh, you can watch that. I think <clears throat> the streaming of a streaming panel yeah. is, is kind of like, meta. I feel like Twitch was involved in that. I feel like, oh, look, there's a panel <laughs> about streaming D&D. Hmm, maybe we should stream that. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. It had nothing to do with Mike. Well, Mike, is there no, anything you want to say about PAX, or about D&D, or about how much you love us? Uh, I love you guys. No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's something that, um, ever since the very first PAX, it was very important to have tabletop at, at, the, uh, at the show, right? It was, it was tabletop, video games, computer games, and uh, culture, which was panels and concerts, right? And that formula has worked out pretty great for PAX over the years, and so a little shout-out and thank you to Wizards and uh, from the... Uh, you know, first of all, showing up at the show back when it was so <laughs> early and just starting out, but the ongoing support over the years, and and of course for uh, for keeping Ack Inc. out in the masses. Uh, thank you. For oh, that. It's, it's you so guys, awesome. you guys are an awesome table to watch, and uh, I, I want to thank you specifically because, I mean, we, I mentioned it like in passing because we were talking about stuff, but you are the driving force for D and D over there. Like, the, p- people like it, people play it, but Mike loves D and D. And he's like, hey, and what else can we do? Well, like, he's like, it's, uh, it's brought so much joy and, and experiences and friendships um, and in my life that, yeah, of course I want to do everything I can to get this game in front of as many people as possible. Um, nice. That's, that's cool, man. That's a no-brainer. It's like a yeah. slow clap moment right yeah, there. Really <laughs> See, the slow clap is a sarcastic thing for me. So when you guys do that, I'm, I'm just like. I, it's, it's how I express my warm fuzzies. Okay. So then. Well, you see that everywhere, though. I mean, every so often, like BuzzFeed or someone will be like, "Hey, check out all these celebrities that play D and D," and they're all like super creative people and the tops, you know, of entertainment. And like, well, obviously, of course, right? Like, yeah. Speaking of In fact, uh, just the other day, I was at um, the movie theater watching Mission Impossible or whatever, and saw there was two big posters up for Vin Diesel's new movie. Yeah. The Witch Hunter thing? Last of the Witch Hunter or something yeah. like that. It's just Vin Diesel sitting on a throne with a big two-handed sword with runes inscribed on it. And my buddy uh, was with me at the time. He's like, well, this is what happens when you have unlimited money and are a huge D&D nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get to have these vanity movies. And, yeah, I want to know. See, I thought that story was going to go a different way when you were talking about Because I haven't seen the, the latest Mission Impossible yet. So I was like, do they play D&D in Mission Impossible? <laughs> like Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg just sitting around a table playing D&D. He gives you problem solving. and uh, Yeah. That, I mean, if you think about it, the plot of Mission Impossible basically is like, get a party together, go on an adventure, have it's the, some... It's the plot of every movie with more than one protagonist. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah true. It's, it's, it's Avengers. Yep, have fights, have conflicts, <laughs> get treasure, you know. <laughs> get get a villain, the end. Yeah, have a MacGuffin that people fight over, yeah. I am excited to see what, what, what's going to happen with the D&D movie. And with Ready Player One, because of the D&D scene that will likely be in that movie... Which was in the book. We have doing a movie of Ready more. Player One. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it just clips from commercials in the eighties? It is actually. Is this Crossfire over well, and over again? <laughs> crossfire. Yeah. All I know is that Spielberg's doing it. Yes. So oh I'm hoping it's gonna be awesome. And yes, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's definitely a prominent D and D scene. Go read the book. <laughs> That's what I. Was oh, I have. <laughs> Before we lose you, because I know we got you got to go go see to your family. When are you going to get Lando into his first game of D&D? 
So if you follow my Twitter, you see he's already got a dice bag, has already rolled his first dice, mm-hmm. including a oh. 20. Um, so pretty much as soon as he's able to form coherent sentences. <laughs> that's uh, helpful that's in the playing step, D&D. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's the next I'm, step. I'm starting with sword fighting right now. He's, he's got uh, a couple of swords. He'll run up to me and go, you know, sword, daddy, sword, and then <laughs> hand to me. We'll, we'll fight for a while. His, his form is rubbish, but his enthusiasm is high. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to get them in as, as soon as I can. I mean, we were talking about uh, getting kids into gaming at the start of this conversation. And yeah. That's one thing I really want Wizards of the Coast to do as a product is specifically address parents who want to get their kids into gaming. Uh, huge untapped market. We're all, you know, Gen Xers are having kids now. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that... You know, we all want to do, but if you throw down a kid and be like, "Okay, you see some goblins. How do you want to kill them?" Like, all right, that's a little, it's a little weird. Right? <laughs> having teach your kids to I mean, kill I did not the best. I turned out fine, yeah. so I say. Uh, but I think having something where parents can introduce their children to role playing um, in a way that's comprehensible to the little kids, mm-hmm. uh, but entertaining for the parents, and you know, avoid some of the the classic. You take prisoners. You know, now what? You know, right? Yeah. Do you murder the goblin children? Oh, yeah. I don't Do you know. There's too many daddies? moral choices on the borderlands with all those non-combatants. Yes, that's about, yeah, hundreds of. I recall. You know, I read a blog. I forget who who wrote it, but I read a blog post recently where someone. Uh, was introducing their four-year-old uh, uh, to D and D, and they had that 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 same thing that you were you were talking about, but they dealt with it uh, in two separate uh, things. Where one was like, you know, it was it was more about like divergent um, uh, paths rather than you know a complete open-ended world. And uh, he was excited that his daughter, like, he was like, okay, there's a wizard with a big treasure piece of treasure in this part of the world, and in this part of the world there's something else, and and what do you want to do? And did it that way, you know, mm-hmm. and didn't even go into, you know, the rules heaviness or, or, mm-hmm. or come yeah. up with situations that would be morally problematic. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think that's the way to do it, but you're right. Codifying that into some kind of a product to, 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 to sell to people is, is, is a step that we've always been talking about. In a, in a previous podcast, we did talk with Susan Morris and Tom Olson about, uh, <coughs> like their stuff that they've done. And right. Susan's done, did the heroes of Hesiod stuff. Yep. Plus she's done some more stuff since then. So, yeah. Um, there's definitely some stuff out there, but as far as like a product on the shelves and stuff, that's not not something we got yet. Yeah, clever DMs can do it though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, and and parents already do. You know, it doesn't take much to take a, any bedtime story and, and make it a branching path thing, right? Yeah. You can you can run through D and D while driving. You know, while commuting. That's what my brother does with his daughter. Oh, that's oh, wow. cool. Yeah, here to dance class. Like as soon as they get in the car, game starts, and then he pauses at the. That's awesome. Oh, that is like the ultimate theater of the mind. Okay, if there. I ever have yeah. kids, I'm doing that. Now yeah. Trevor wants kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, to plus, play D and D with them. I mean, any kind of of, of make believe is is D and D in my brain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, and it's you know, so natural for kids. That's what I they mean, do. I've been playing with my kids lately, doctor stuff. You know, so yeah. like, oh yeah, I gotta do a checkup, and I'm like, I'm basically role playing. We're basically <laughs> role playing yeah. now. Yeah. And we role play Thomas all the time. Role play Thomas. You're like, I'm trained. I'm going forward. I'm going forward. <laughs> You're yep. a really useful engine, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you gained a level. <laughs> yeah. Here's a magic sword. You get to be the express train. <laughs> here's a, here's a magic sword. What does what a train do with the sword? That's a good question, kid. Yeah. <laughs> it transforms into a robot. Oh, <laughs> oh that would be the coolest. Yeah. Well, Mike, I know you got to go. Thank you for joining us. It's always awesome yeah. to talk to you, man. Uh, we'll have to have you on post packs. 
uh, when things are a little less crazy, we can just talk. Yeah, to if we survive. Yeah, oh, if we it, survive the, we, the the plague. We survive every year, so I'm sure I'm sure we'll, we'll find a way to do it again this year. Right on. Keep up the good work, you guys. Yep. Have a good one, man. Thanks, Mike. Do you later. I'm excited for PAX. Are you guys yeah. excited for PAX? We got, we, got a lot yeah. of, we got a lot of stuff in there for PAX, so hopefully all, all of you out there have a good idea what to expect this coming weekend. Then, if not, you know, it's on the website as well, which is... www.dungeonsanddragons.com. Dungeonsanddragons.com. You're going to be able to see all the PAX stuff on the front page there as well. Yeah, and we'll be promoting it through Twitter, which is at Wizards. Follow us on... At Wizards underscore D&D. D&D. The letter N on that one, people. Right, yeah. People don't like ampersands and they're weird things apparently. So you know. Well, I, for some reason, ampersands make me feel like I'm swearing. What? <laughs> Only when you combine them with question marks, exclamation points, right. pound signs, and other things. That's true, which we do not do. Yeah, on sometimes. Twitter. Not ever. Yeah. Not ever. No. No. We just swear. But no, PAX is gonna be good. I think I'm gonna move into the Washington Convention Center. Yeah. Well, the week before. Yeah. The week before, I will be working from the Washington Convention Center. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Have fun. with They have that, a special everybody. room for you. It's like Trevor's room. Well, so we. It's, it's in the boilers. It's called the Sheraton. Magic has the. <laughs> it's called the Sheraton. <laughs> Magic has the whole annex, I think. So the, the and I think it's actually also one of the entrances, main entrances into the exhibitor floor now. So. Ooh. You'll be, fancy. You'll be going past all the cool Magic stuff, and then if you when you come up through the annex, we are almost right next to that escalator right there. The D and D. Booth is we're like the one over the Dungeons and Dragons right Sword Coast Legends booth yeah. right there. Love it. Listen, if you don't know how, how the numbering works in the, in the exhibitors hall for the the D and D booth, all you need to know is that you know where that food is in the back. You go towards that and you will find the D and D booth. Just go in the go back. Go towards the food. Just go to the back. Yeah, we like we like to be near the food. We that like, is true. We yeah. are foodies. Yeah. They serve large no. there. Uh, but, Barely, oh, from this podcast. Yeah, the, we brought some German concessions concessionaires in, and it's going to be fried lard. <sighs> I would I, that wait. To be fair, our fairs are the one that have deep fried butter, yeah. candy bars, <laughs> all this weird stuff. The butter was Oreo the one where I was like, "Did you guys ever have lard?" Like, yeah, it was like a side dish. Cookie, oh Not no, you, you, no. you cook with it. They, it was a side. It was a side. It was very salty, and it looked like mashed potatoes. I like that side had like two syllables when you said it. You were like, "It was a side." It was totes aside. <laughs> well, maybe it was treat. Maybe it was treated in some way. It was totes aside. <laughs> I use totes on Twitter, yeah. unironically. So that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's we're, we're not judging cool. you. Oh, they're judging totally me. Judging you. Exactly. Totally judging the look you. is very judging over here. I'm not yeah. judging. I'm impressed. Pax is gonna be cool, but I'm also really excited for Circus Legends. I'm really excited for Circus Legends. Yeah. And your panels. One of the reasons. Cool. My panel sounds cool. Yeah. yeah By the way, I need your deck. That sounded weird. Say yeah, it again. Yeah, I was just going to say that. By the way, I need your deck. Enunciate. Deck. Okay, good. <laughs> You're the trying. You, the way you said it the first You're time. Trying. Just, you may not, maybe you didn't hear it. <laughs> it sounded like something completely different. I need your presentation. Just keep, Yeah, bleep it. He's going to bleep it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> Actually, every single time he says, I need your deck, can you just bleep it? She <laughs> <laughs> just bleep random words throughout this podcast. <laughs> This is the best outro ever. Excited. This is pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I feel like this is this is this is definitely the most fun. See, we just have more fun without Bart. Oh, oh. yeah, we know. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, good night. I want to thank I want to thank Ash and Jay for joining us from In Space. They were awesome. Uh, you can you can definitely hang out with Ash. He's their community manager. Uh, so if you see the Sword Coast Legends uh, Twitter account talking, it's him. Uh, which is just at Sword Coast, uh, and also in their community forums, uh, he's all over the place. Plus, he will run the live streams. You will you will see him and all the other team there. And then Mike Failauer from uh, Pin Arcade. It was awesome to have him on as well. 
uh, I don't have his Twitter account on on my in my mind right now, but it's pretty much his name and his his last name is I'm gonna butcher it if I spell it. Sorry, Mike. Uh, but you can find him on on Twitter pretty pretty early as well. Yeah. And then us, of course. I'm gonna let someone else talk because I'm talking about. Where I'm he- at Greg Tito, which is uh, G R E G T I T O. Oh, it's just throwing that out there. It's difficult. Very hard Sounds to like find. A children's yeah, song. Trevor's on there as well. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, oh man, I don't remember anymore. I've changed a couple times. Trevor underscore Watsy, maybe. That sounds right. Yeah, probably Trevor underscore Watsy. Yeah. If not, it's Watsy underscore Trevor. <laughs> it's pretty pretty simple. I'm like a lurker on Twitter. Yeah. You're like a, twi- a, a twerker. I'm. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I said it. I was like, that's mean something completely different. Again. Bleep that. Bleep that. That's the, that's our, our new catchphrase for the podcast. Bleep, yeah. that. bleep that. It's actually the name of the podcast. It's not just going to be bleep that. Bleep that with right. D&D. And thank all of you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, you can continue to find new podcast stuff on our website and on iTunes. So. Yeah. And uh, uh, give us a positive rating on iTunes. And uh, uh, if you guys have things that you want. Uh, this podcast to be on like on different ways of getting things let us know we yeah. try and try new things that way too. yeah and not you you have all these ways of contacting us let us know what you want us to talk about because we're just going to keep talking because we'd like to hear our voices <laughs> and we're crazy yeah but thanks again everybody we'll see you next time I love you mommy <laughs> <laughs> the rolling man <laughs> you get here Shelly